Okay, before we get started today, I just want to let you know that we're doing some major renovation to the website today. So what I want to do for today's episode, uh, instead of airing a brand new interview, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring back an interview I did at the very beginning of this uh, podcast when it first started, and I interviewed a gentleman named Brandon Turner. A lot of you might be familiar with him. He is the uh, senior editor over at biggerpockets.com. Brandon's interview was fantastic and it was definitely one of the highest rated, most downloaded interviews that I've done to date. And since a lot of you have probably not had a chance to go back and listen to all the episodes, uh, a lot of you probably didn't hear this one and and I really didn't have a lot of uh, good download numbers when when I first aired this interview with Brandon because it was a brand new podcast. So I'm gonna re-air this interview because uh, number one, we're doing just a ton of things with the website uh, over the next few days here. There's going to be a little bit of downtime, so hopefully bear with me if you go there and there and it's a little glitchier, there's a problem. Uh, we're working on it and trying to make it better, more user-friendly, and, and certainly a lot more functional. So uh, we're doing that now. I want to replay this episode. It, it really was just a really good episode, and I think it, it provides a ton of value. So please take a listen to it, and uh, I hope you enjoy it again if you've heard it before. If you've never heard it before, Get ready for a treat. It's a very, very good interview. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow with a brand new show. Just Start Real Estate, episode number 77. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're trying to tell me gurus encourage lying? <laughs> All right, welcome. Thank you for being with me here on Just Start Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and I am thrilled that you are here with me today. There's other things we all could be doing. I appreciate that you're choosing to spend some time here at Just Our Real Estate. I think that's very cool, and I'm glad to have you. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you, when you get a moment, go to my website, and while you're there, if you would, sign up for my mailing list, because when you do that, I am going to send you the top five real estate resources that I think every investor should be aware of. These are resources that I use in my business, resources that other very successful real estate investors use in their business as well. The other reason to sign up for my mailing list is very shortly, I am going to be announcing my brand new coaching program. Now, this coaching program is going to be awesome. I am going to take on a few students and I can only take a few because my time is limited. And frankly, I want to make sure that I'm giving the attention to my students that they deserve. I want to be there for them. I want to give them good quality time, quality information, and really make myself available to them. So I'm only going to take a few students and I'm going to announce the details first to my mailing list and give them the first opportunity to apply to be one of my students that I coach personally. I will absolutely make sure that you know the minute my the details are, are all set for the uh, coaching program and we can get off and running in 2014 and be absolutely as successful as we can possibly be. One of the ways that I plan on being more successful this year is I am going to crank up my buy and hold rental portfolio this year. As of right now, I only have one rental. I'm a buy and flip guy. That's pretty much just how I've done my business to this point. Uh, but I want to get going with my rental business and crank it up to be as good and as successful as it can possibly be. One of the companies that's going to have a major impact on my success this year is a company called Rent Prep. And I am so impressed with this company and its owner that I'm not only going to use their service, but I also ask them to be a sponsor on this podcast. If you're not familiar with Rent Prep, I suggest you go back and listen to the episode number 62 of this 
this podcast where I interview Stephen Michael White, the founder and CEO of Rent Prep. Rent Prep is a screening company that you should be using to screen your potential renters. They use real life screeners to complete the reporting using multiple databases. This makes for a more comprehensive and compliant report. Last year, Rent Prep ran over 30,000 background checks to help keep landlords from renting to bad tenants. They learned that 49% of all applicants had one type of adverse action or another, evictions, judgments, liens, bankruptcy, and criminal records. Half of the background checks performed had something that indicated a higher rental risk. They talk to landlords every day that just got out of bad rental situations, and they look to rent prep to make sure it never happens again. You can call their office and speak to a screener. In fact, you can speak to the screener that actually completed your background check and have them answer any questions that you might have. To check them out, go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash rent prep and type in the promo code juststart to receive their landlord form bundle for free. You can also use that coupon code JUSTSTART whenever you're ordering their screening products and you'll receive an additional 10% off your order. I suggest you go there now, check them out. If you're a landlord, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your business to screen properly. All right, on to the show. Thank you very much for joining me again on the podcast today. I am super excited about my guest. This is a huge uh, uh, milestone for me, I'll say, in my podcast. I have a titan of the industry on. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have on the line for you today none other, none other than Brandon Turner of the Bigger Pockets podcast. Um, Brandon has a lot going on, and we're going to talk about all of that today. But before we get started, I do want to say that he is an active real estate investor. He focuses on flips, apartments, buy and hold real estate. And as most of you, I'm sure, know, he is the senior editor at BiggerPockets.com, the real estate investing social network hub on the Internet. If you're into real estate investing and you haven't heard about Bigger Pockets, you need to go there now. And Well, not now. Wait till the podcast is over and then go directly there and check it out. How are you doing today, Brandon? I am doing, I'm doing well. How about you, Mike? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Again, I do appreciate you being on, and I'm really being sincere. I'm really psyched about this interview. I, the, the minute you agreed to do it, I was ecstatic, so thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm not used to being on this side of the microphone. Usually, I'm the one asking questions. This is a, a little <laughs> nerve-wracking. <laughs> All right, I'll try to make it easy for you, but uh, <laughs> this works for me because now I get to sit back and I get to listen to you, and like I said, I, I couldn't be happier about it because, uh, uh, you know, obviously you have your own podcast, uh, the Bigger Pockets podcast that you and Josh do, and you are the co-host, and I listen to it religiously. It is the best real estate podcast out there, and uh, yeah, you guys are awesome, so I'm I'm psyched to have you on. Well, thank you. That is... Uh... That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's actually really it, it's sort of like interviewing. I feel like I'm interviewing David Letterman. Like I, I, I feel like now, I, now, now you made me nervous. I feel like I'm being critiqued on my interviewing now. I wish I hadn't even thought of that. No, I, no. The first thing I thought though, when you, when you first called me today, I thought, man, I gotta get a microphone that sounds like yours. Like that was my first thought. So I, I'm learning things from you today. This, this is well, I, I won't tell you how incredibly inexpensive it was, but I'll send you the link if you're really interested. I am very, very interested. Well, <laughs> well thank. you. All right. Well, you know what? We, we mentioned Bigger Podcast. I, I, tell me a little bit about that. How did you become involved with them? What exactly do you do there? And you know, just tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, 
let's see, it starts way back in the day before getting into real estate, actually, um, I think seven years ago now, somewhere on there. I think I was 21, yeah, 21 years old, and uh, I decided, I mean, it was kind of a long story, but basically I decided to get into house flipping. And I thought, I want to be a real estate investor, and then I'll buy a bunch of rental properties, and I'll be a landlord and retire rich, you know. And, yeah, I started reading books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and... Uh, and, uh, you know, all the books that, I don't know, people read back then. And I guess I told my dad, I think that's how it started. I called my dad and said, yeah, I'm going to be a, I want to be a house flipper and then I want to get, uh, be a landlord. And he said, you don't want to do that. Uh, if you do that, your tenants aren't going to pay and, uh, no landlord makes money. You're going to lose money because they're not going to pay rent. You're going to kick them out. You're going to lose all your money and you're going to be living on the street. But that was right. the motivational lesson I got from my dad. <laughs> yeah, so... He, he since he's since come around, but anyway, so I, I went on the I think Dogpile was the popular search engine of the day. Maybe yep. Google was around then. I'm not sure. And uh, and uh, typed in what to do when tenants don't pay, and I came across uh, Bigger Pockets, and it was just an article on there, and it totally like transformed. I guess the way I thought, like, wow, there's actually answers to these these questions that people have. Like when people like my dad say it can't be done, and nothing's ever that easy. I'm like, well, people actually do this for a living, like, and they talk about it online. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, that's when I got connected with Bigger Pockets. Um, I just kind of would read stuff. I was a lurker, as they say, for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, finally joined up. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of been engaging for ever since then. And uh, How did you become the senior editor? How did, yeah, how yeah. Did that... um, so Josh uh, put a thing on his Facebook wall. See, I, I decided I started a blog, and I was kind of writing for Bigger Pockets once a week. Every Sunday I was writing a little article for them. Uh, this was the last... Uh, almost two years ago now, I started that, and uh, I just became Facebook friends with Josh, and he put on his uh, Facebook wall that they were hiring for a senior editor. And I looked at it and I thought, man, that's exactly what I'm doing for my own my own blogging activities. It's just you know a thousand times bigger. I wonder if he'd be interested. And so we started having conversations about it, and it took about a month of us kind of just kicking around the idea uh, before finally both of us realized maybe this was a good idea. And uh, yeah, that's how it happened. I ended up uh, coming on full time for Bigger Pockets back last December one of uh, two thousand and twelve. Oh wow! Okay, so that's relatively recent. I mean, it's not—it's not been yeah. years and years and years. So, uh, what does a senior editor do? Well, my main uh, my main job is to we have the real estate the blog, which we have thirty or so writers on the blog, and my job is to wrangle cats basically. And uh, <laughs> for all of those writers that are listening, I say that uh, with the best yeah. of intentions. All the cats. But yeah, all the cats, I love them all. But my job is kind of make the posts look pretty, get them all up there. I try to write at least one to two to three posts every week, whether it's for bigger pockets or for someone else. Uh, I do. Uh, a lot of community stuff. I hang out in the forums. I mean, I, I basically get paid to hang out and talk about real estate all day. It's awesome. kind of ideal. Yeah. yeah and uh, cool. yeah, and then I make podcasts. So okay, kind of, so kind of whatever needs not, to be done. Not too busy at all, are you? <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So we also know that you're an active real estate investor, right? That's which is cool. You're in you're in there talking about real estate investing all day long. Uh, one would hope that you're actually a real estate investor, um, and we know that in this industry, not everyone who talks about real estate is a real estate investor yep. actively. So uh, I think it's very cool that you are, and I think that adds a lot to it. So. Tell me a little bit about your real estate investing business. How how does that look today? Sure. Um, today I have, let's see, roughly 50, eh, somewhere between 40 and 50 units. I'm, I'm picking up a few more this month sometime. And 
it, it, it's good. My wife works full time at it. I definitely don't work full time at it anymore since I'm on your pockets all day long. So she quit her job. She was working Starbucks and she came on full time. We've also hired a uh, office manager and both part time to kind of take care of the things that I was doing. Uh, I didn't have a job for a few years before bigger pockets. I was just doing all the maintenance and all the management and everything. So, okay. Well, when bigger pockets came out, I decided I'm kind of tired of changing, you know, toilets out and crawling under houses. So, I hung up my tool belt and, you know, grabbed a brand new Macintosh computer and yeah, so now I have other people doing the work for me, which is incredible. And if that's one tip I could give people is to uh as soon as humanly possible, start finding people that can do those jobs that you don't want to do. You know, it's not that I'm above uh carrying out a toilet, but I just don't like dealing with toilets anymore. Yep, no, I hear you. So do you have a uh you have a, somebody manages your your uh, your units then. Correct. Yeah. So my wife does a lot of the the book work side of managing, and then we have an office manager who answers phones and schedules maintenance things, and then she schedules with the maintenance guy, who then goes out and fixes things. So I would say, now, do you have a? I'm sorry. Do you have a dedicated maintenance guy, or do you just have a few guys that you use whenever they're available, or do you just, you don't have someone on staff necessarily, or how does that work? Yeah, I give a guy. He lives at uh, the apartment complex that I bought, and we give him free rent in exchange for a certain number of hours. I think he does 20 hours a month of uh, of work, and we're kind of changing the system up a little right now, trying to make it tweak it, make it a little better. But I think that's going to work pretty well. As a is yeah, 20 hours a month he works for us. Anything over that he just bills us. He's actually a general contractor, does it for a living, and does really good work. Um, and it works really, really well, just having him take care of all the problems. And so, yeah, when we when we got him, that it, that took me down from probably 50 hours a week I was working on all these properties down to, you know, five or ten. I'm probably maybe ten hours a week now I actually spend dealing with the rental stuff. That's cool. Okay, so that's your business. That's how you, Now, you're, you're flipping, too, once in a while, I think, right? You're, yeah. You're flipping a few houses here and there. It's not a major focus, though. Is that Correct. true? Or? Yeah. I, okay. You know, I like flipping. I, I mean, I love flipping. Flipping's fun. I mean, you know how it is, like, to turn something ugly into something beautiful. But uh, in my area, our days on market, you know, a lot of places in the country have turned around quite a bit. Our days on market is still, I think we're at, like, four or five months is our average days on market. So okay. trying to flip and then knowing it's going to sit vacant for six months to a year, I had a house one time sit vacant for, I think it was 16 months by the time we were done. And uh, oh. it's just very, very slow. And so as much as I like flipping, flipping is not conducive to my area very well. And uh, so I, I tend to like buy things with the intent of flipping. And then about halfway through it, I think, oh, this would actually make a really good rental. And <laughs> I've turned almost every flip into a rental. I think I've only okay. sold four or five actual like the the way you know you see on TV. The rest yep. of them I just end up turning into rental property because I you know you get that it's like I look at it and I say well the whole if I refinance this my mortgage will be you know three hundred and fifty dollars a month and I can get eight hundred out of this property it just yeah. it feels weird not to right so that that's usually how I end up turning it into a rental so that brings up a question um, how what's your what's your typical mode and what's your your preferred mode of financing your rentals <laughs> that's a tough question I think I've done every way possible. Um, typically, my goal is to never have – my goal is to never put any money into any property I ever invest in. That's always been kind of my goal, and I, I've generally done pretty close to that. Uh, I would say my favorite way and the way I've been doing more and more often lately is one of two ways. Sometimes I add partners onto the deal. Like I'll bring a, you know, a, a, a couple of people that I know that have really good jobs, good income – don't know anything about real estate whatsoever, but they like what I'm doing. And so we'll we'll go in together and I'll I'll manage the, the property, you know, I'll take care of all the, the details and they've supplied a down payment. 
and okay. get them get the mortgage in their uh, in their name. That's worked out really well. I've done a number of them that way. Uh, the other way is I will use private money. Uh, whether it's a, I used to use more hard money loans, but lately I've been getting more people that are actually just interested in lending. So I'll use private money to fund the entire purchase plus the repairs, and then I'll go and just refinance it with a local portfolio lender and uh, gotcha. get it into a 30-year fixed. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Good, good. Yeah, I think uh, Yeah, I think anyone who's done this for any length of time, you kind of run the gamut of different ways of financing deals, and you figure out what works out for you. But, yeah, yeah it's, good, it's good to know that there are different options out there. And I think, you know, the... The private investors, you know, there's a lot of talk about private investing and how to find private investors. But really, in my opinion, and you tell me if you agree or if you found this to be the case in your uh, business, but a lot of times the private investors come from relationships, right? You can't, I mean, certainly you yeah. can't advertise for private investors. It's not legal in a, in a lot of way people try to do it. But, I mean, it, it comes from doing deals, being successful, and, and kind of getting out there and people knowing what you're doing. And then they, they usually come to you and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'd like to get involved. That's, that's exactly it. I mean, uh, just letting people know any private money I've ever had ha- have always come from just conversations. Uh, yeah. yeah, just from what do you do for a living? Oh, I, you know, I, I fix up houses and I rent them out. Oh, yeah, that sounds cool. You know, because real estate investing is cool, right? Yeah, like they have TV shows about it. And uh, yep. everybody that doesn't invest in real estate usually thinks that real estate investing is cool. And so, you know, as an investor, we have something that's really cool and really profitable. It's almost like a shame not to share it with them. And say, you know, here's what it is, and you don't have to pitch them. You don't have to do anything. I never, I never ask anybody for money. They ask me to, to if they can invest, and it works right. out awesome. Yep, and I think the key there is is you, you, the relationships, right? You you need to create relationships with people, and you need to get out there and start doing it a little bit for them to want to, you know, nobody comes to someone who's never in their house in their life bought a house and and flipped it or bought a house and rented it out. They don't come to you typically and ask to give you money if you've never done it before. So, yep. it, it isn't necessarily the strategy you do starting out, but certainly it's a good place to try to be. Yep, and, and that's where I, when people are starting out, I like to recommend people focus more on the partner side of that. You know, if you yeah. can find somebody that if you're completely flat out broke, but you have knowledge, I mean, if you've read the books, if you haven't read the books and you haven't listened to the podcast and, you know, do that first. But if you've got the knowledge and you don't have the money, then find somebody who has the money, but don't doesn't have the knowledge. And sure. It works out really well. It's better to have, you know, 50% uh, of a deal than 100% of no deal. And so, yeah, partner up if that's what it takes. Yep, couldn't agree more. Okay, so obviously you're part of Bigger Pockets and you have a podcast and things like that. But if we just boil it down to your real estate, you said it's like five to ten hours a week, and your wife is doing it more full time. What is a typical day in your in your if you're going to spend the day on real estate? What does it look like when you know what time? Let's let's live the the the, the Brandon Turner lifestyle <laughs> here. What time do you what time do you wake up? Where do you spend your time? You know, where do you focus your energies? Sure. Um, my my goal is to wake up every day at, at like 5:45. I got a buddy. He's actually one of my partners in my real estate. Yeah, he comes and drives to my house every morning at 5:45 and wakes me up when we go to the gym. I mean, I'm a huge. I'm not. I'm not like really like that fit, but you know, I'm trying to get there. But I'm a huge advocate for people doing that. Like ever since I made that change in my life of getting up and working out first thing in the morning, I'm a thousand times more productive in everything I do. I don't know why that is, but everyone says that, and it's totally true. So, uh, wake up, and then if I'm going to work real estate, let's forget you know bigger pockets, but a, a typical okay. real estate deal for me, day, you know, my strengths are in finding deals. I think it's in analyzing quickly, it's in looking through everything and trying to decide what there is. And I mean, a lot of people can change a toilet, but not everybody knows you know how to quickly analyze a you know fiveplex that's over in a dirty part of town. 
So yeah. that's that's where I focus all my efforts on is is looking for properties, calling my real estate agent, setting up an appointment to go look at it, driving over to look at it, and then submitting the offer. And then it just becomes a matter of you know pushing paper, and they want to see proof of funds, and then they want this, and they want that. That yeah. that's usually most of my real estate efforts these days is is simply that. Okay, so and you said your strength is in finding deals. How do you find most of your deals? What's what's the mode? What's your preferred method, or how do you do that? Yeah, I actually almost everything I buy, and this might not be true for a lot of people in a lot of busier markets, but I buy almost entirely off the MLS. Okay, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I make a lot of offers, and I probably offered when I was starting out at least. I offered way too much, and I got too many accepted. Uh, they say you should, you know, offer. I've heard people say you should offer on, you should look at a hundred, offer on ten, and get one accepted. And okay. when I was doing it, I was probably looking at 100, offering on 10, and getting nine accepted. It was probably not. I mean, it just shows you I was probably offering too much. But uh, since then, <laughs> yeah, it's it's gotten better. And uh, yeah. I'm probably getting now maybe three out of 10 accepted. And, you know, eh, I might even be high, maybe two out of 10. And so, you know, I, I look on MLS. I look at uh, mainly multifamilies. I'm a big fan of multifamily properties lately. And okay. I think that's just... I think people just find a niche that works well with them. It's not that multifamily is the best or most profitable way to invest. It's just the way that I identify with well and that it's worked really well for me. So I just keep doing it because it keeps working well. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that makes total sense. And there's a lot of advantages and, and differences between multifamily and single family, which we don't necessarily have to get into right now. But uh, just understand there is a difference in the way they're valued and things like that. Yep. So, um, all right. So you are on, on in the forums a lot on Bigger Pockets. You said, and you spent a lot of time there, and you're certainly talking to a lot of new real estate investors. What do you think? What, what are some of the mistakes or the biggest misconceptions or things that they're doing that are you know, that make you cringe or or you you know you wish you could let someone know that hey, this isn't really this isn't a good idea. Sure. Um, well, I mean, one major thing a lot of people do is they try to pretend. You know, there's a whole fake it till you make it mentality, but people push that way too far. I mean, they <laughs> they come with. Uh, I don't know if they're coming out of a boot, you know a boot camp from some guru where they're trained to say, you know, I've got you know private lenders in all 50 states willing to invest these deals. We see it all the time on the forums of people coming in pretending that there's some big shot investor, and when yeah. it turns out they've never actually done a deal. I mean, I would. I love when I hear people on the forums or wherever, even in real life, that says, "Hey, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm going to learn what to do, and uh, you know, how do I get there?" They ask questions. I mean, that is the best way to start is just by asking a lot of questions. Yeah, this is definitely an industry when you if you try too much to fake it and take it too far, there's a, there's money, there's real money that's yep. going to be lost, and and God forbid you you have an investor working with you and you convince them you know what you're doing when you don't, that can be a disaster. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and it's hard because there's so many different niches in real estate. And so people yeah. get overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. And so they go to the guru and that they tell them just to start lying that you have you know investors in all 50 states wanting to buy stuff from you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're trying to tell me gurus <laughs> encourage lying. Are you serious? Maybe uh, misleading. <laughs> I don't know if they would yeah, lie. Yeah, strategically misleading you, I yeah. guess. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Strategically misleading, yeah. <laughs> They're deploying lies <laughs> all the time. Yes, I always like that word "deploy" when it comes to money. Yeah, deploying money. Deploying. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, if you were, let's say, someone says, "All right, Brandon, we're taking away all your rentals. We're taking away any flips you have going on. You're going to start from ground zero. You have your experience, basically. Go out there and rebuild your empire. How would you go about that? What would you do first? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. So, I have my experience. Like, I have my knowledge. That's good. So, yes. I would say the first thing I would do is go and 
I'd go up to, I don't know, if I had a computer if I, or if I didn't go to the library, and I'd make a, uh, a meeting. Like, I'm going to have a real estate investment club. I'm going to start it right here in this town, or maybe if there already was one, I'd just show up. But I would start teaching people what I know. Just at the very beginning, I'd just start teaching, here's what I know, uh, and here's what uh, I can teach you. And even if I didn't know a whole lot, at least I could teach people how to value a multifamily property. And mm-hmm. just like uh, you, know, we, you mentioned earlier, it's about relationships. And I would start building those relationships right then. And I would find guys that were experienced landlords or people that had money. And I would just start working with them on properties, doing the 50% share in a deal, offering to run the whole thing for them. And really just building the relationship side of things. That would be my number one. Yeah. And I, and I think that's awesome. That's very good advice. So if you – okay. So now you're, you're talking to people. You're creating relationships. How long do you think it would take to get you back to your – what is it like 40, 50 units that you have? How long do you think you could, it would take you to rebuild that? Um, I, I would say, ah, that's tough. Uh, probably not very long only because I would, I don't think I'd focus on smaller things. Like, I mean, I think I would focus on, on minimum four units, but probably okay. look for another, you know, 20, 30 unit property or two. And cause there's not as much competition for those ones. You know, there's a lot of competition for the huge, you know, 100, 200 unit properties because the big, you know, big, huge companies are going and buying them nationwide. And there's a lot of competition for the small properties and single families. But sure. kind of the middle of the run, like 12 unit ugly apartment that's been neglected for the last five years, they're, yep. they're in every town in America. They're on every street and mostly they're mismanaged. And so you could just call up, call up the landlord and say, hey, look, I'm you know interested in buying this property off you. You know, you are you interested in selling? I think yeah. that's probably where I would focus uh, from here on out. And again, I think that's one reason I like multifamily. I feel like you get the biggest bang for your buck, and that the most cash flow. And I'm all about cash flow. I want monthly income so that choosing to work, it, you know, it, it's an option. Going to work is an option, not a requirement. So. Yep. Yeah, so that I mean, so the thing that people should hopefully pull out of that is a you're going to start by building relationships, and yeah. I think that's that's huge. Too many people try to do this on an island; they try to do it all by themselves, and they don't need anybody. Building relationships is huge, and then, like you said, your strategy is going toward the multifamily, and I think part of that is because that's that's what you like, and that's what your area dictates. But certainly, a good strategy, really anywhere, like you said, there's multifamilies in any city, and it's just a great strategy. Yeah, I agree, and like you said, it, it, my area is very is very conducive to it and uh, i mean i know people up in seattle who are talking about buying a duplex for seven hundred thousand dollars that that doesn't work for cash flow i mean no matter how much the rent is i doubt that's going to work but no. in my area and and again in even if you live in a busy area if you're in la or you know chicago new york whatever there's always good places to invest within an hour or two drive there always is and yeah. so i mean i'm only an hour and a half from seattle and so if you don't mind taking the drive, find a place that's decent to invest that you can actually get these lower price properties that cash flow well and research that area real well. I mean, I, I think, yeah, it, you can find the areas that are conducive to whatever type of investing you want to get into. Yep, I agree. And then so you bring up a point driving. How far, in your opinion, how far is too far to have to drive for an investment property? How, in other words, do you do you advocate people investing in cities that they don't live or in, you know, across the country? Or what's your what's your thought there as far as investing, you know, other than where you're living? Yeah, well, you know, I've never done it. I've never invested outside of about a half hour away from me. You know, I can drive a half hour and, and, and feel OK. If if I were to buy in another city, 
you know, there's a lot of turnkey providers out there that are selling properties that are completed, and I hear good and bad things about them. I, I guess I would want to go to the city first. I would want to know that either, you know, I used to live in Minnesota. I grew up there with the high school, and, you know, all, uh, my childhood was in Minnesota. I could invest in Minnesota right now, and I, that's probably the only place I would because I know the I know the city. I know where the bad neighborhoods are and the good ones are. And I don't think I would advocate somebody ever find a property where they didn't know that information. And so they don't have to live there, but at least go spend a couple of weeks there, go hang out with some real estate agents there and really learn yeah. the city. Then it, then it's probably just fine. As long as you're getting a killer good deal, don't overpay. Yep. But yeah, I think that's key. I, I mean, I've always thought and I've always kind of said that real estate's sort of a local game. Um, and and bec- the reason it's local, in my opinion, is because you need to know where you're investing. You need to understand the landscape yep. and you need to understand if you're buying. You know, I mean, like I said, I'm in Michigan, right? So if you, if I really want to, I can drive a half an hour and I can get a house for a thousand dollars. But <laughs> you know, you know where I'm going to be at that point, right? Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be in a really not great part of Detroit, and it's super easy. But and, and you're right, there are these turnkey places out there that'll sell you a house in Detroit, and and they'll make it sound great, and the cash flow sounds phenomenal, and yeah. it, it kind of goes into the category if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And and really, if you look at the house that you're buying, and then you step back and you pan and look around. The, the, the street, the other houses are either burned down or there's activities going on that's not conducive to, uh, you know, having a, a family living in the house. So, yep. yeah, it, it, it's a local because you need to know what you're getting into. You, you know, you can't just buy a house because it's a great deal in a city that you don't have a clue where this thing is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's key. Now, I would assume that uh, I know you're in, in front of your computer a lot. You're out on the road a little bit. You're a busy guy. You have a lot going on in your life. What are some of the resources that that you use that that maybe other people could benefit from that you really like in your business and really help you out? Ooh, that's a good question. All right. So, I mean, the first thing, the 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 biggest thing was hiring somebody part time. A lot of people think like I can't hire somebody because I don't have enough money. I mean, I my office manager cost me I think five hundred a month. And, you know, that, that is a good chunk of money, but for the amount of work that I don't have to do anymore, that made the biggest difference. So, I mean, number one resource, sure. hire somebody, even if it's, you know, if you have a friend who's, you know, a stay-at-home parent and they can work an hour a week for you just to do one job that you don't want to do and you can pay them, you know, 10 or $20 a week, uh, those right. things can can dramatically affect you. Um you know, I, I read the Four Hour Work Week, and a lot of people love that book, and I, I loved that book because it helped me a lot with productivity. Uh, I hired a virtual assistant as well, uh, and I don't know if I'd advocate everybody doing that right off the bat, but I have a like a, a vir- full time virtual assistant who's in the Philippines who's working, and uh, I honestly don't know all what I'm going to have him do yet. I've only had him for a month, but okay. but already he's taken a number of uh, of the kind of the mundane computer related tasks. Um, whether it's like spreadsheets, trying to get numbers. I, I'm considering, I'm kind of venturing into the whole direct mail world. I haven't actually done it yet, but uh, you know, listening and recording the, the podcast, everybody seems to be doing direct mail these days, and it seems to be working really well. So I yeah, thought maybe I should I'm, get into that. Yeah, I, I've actually heard the same thing. Now, if you don't mind my asking, how did you find your VA? Yeah, uh, I used a website. I think it was called onlinejobs.ph. And I may need to uh, you know double check that with uh, you know let you know later. But I think it was a fifty dollar a month like membership thing. It just came really highly rated, and uh, and you know I've it worked out well. The first one that I got, the first VA I hired, uh, never showed up. I mean it was, she had problem after problem after problem, and I think she worked an hour in the first two weeks. Uh, the second guy though turned out really well. I just interviewed well, and he's he's great so far. So it's been like I said about a month and. 
not really, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what he'll be doing, but it's worked out well so far. Yeah, I don't have full-time work for him yet, but I'm sure I can come up with it over time. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Okay, so, and just so everyone knows, uh, you know, he's given us a lot of good information here, Brandon, is, and everything that we're talking about, all the links and everything uh, that we covered will be on my website at juststartrealestate.com forward slash Brandon Turner. Now, before we go, though, what's can we give you know this is a lot for new investors who are listening to this podcast hopefully and that's kind of who we're targeting what parting words of advice could you give them uh, you know as they're getting started in their real estate investing careers or maybe they did a deal and they're still a little shaky what's the best parting advice you could give them sure you know i think the best advice i could give is to learn the math and you know math isn't fun a lot of people don't like math but if you don't understand the math in this game, I don't know how you can survive. Like, I do not believe it's possible to survive unless you just get really lucky. If you can't, you know, figure out, uh, you know, how to correctly calculate a flip or how much cash flow you're actually going to get. The vast majority of people don't know how to calculate the math. And so it's not too tough to figure out. You just got to spend some time at it and practice. Yep. The math isn't incredibly complicated in most instances, but you have to do it accurately, right? I yep. think most of us can agree. I mean, I wasn't necessarily the, the best math student in the world when I was in school, but I can certainly walk into a flip and I can calculate what it's going to cost to rehab. And some of that's just experience of knowing what things cost, but I can add it up pretty quickly in my head. And that's the kind of math that you for sure need to get good at. I mean, at least basic math, yep, right? Exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's addition and subtraction, really. I mean, yeah, most really. of it is. It's not that complicated. Maybe a little bit of multiplication if we talk the 70% rule or something. But Exactly. Yeah, it's not It's not difficult. It just takes some time to, to figure out. Yep, absolutely. Okay, um, Brandon, I, I really appreciate you being on. Like I said, um, you know, to me, you're a, you're a rock star in this industry. So <laughs> it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of intimidating, but you know what? You're a super nice guy. You know, you were extremely quick to get back to me when I reached out to request this and uh, you know people should know not only do you know what you're talking about you're a good dude so well, uh, I appreciate you coming on so where where's the best people for uh, the best place for people to get a hold of you if they want to uh, reach out to you and, and and contact you what's the I mean email Twitter bigger pockets what's the best yeah place? well I mean I'm on bigger pockets obviously I got a profile there um, yep. and I'm there all day long every day pretty much but my new favorite thing I'm so obsessed with Twitter right now I don't know I just love Twitter okay. and uh, so my Twitter is at, at Brandon at BP. So Brandon AT BP. So okay. yeah, reach out there. Got it. All right. I think you're uh you're gonna get hit up there. I'll I'll definitely uh be on there watching what you have to say. Is there anything else uh, going on? Anything else you want to talk about or anything you wanna say before we go? Something happening on bigger pockets or any big happenings? Sure. Uh I'm not sure when this uh you know interview is actually gonna come out, but uh, we're working on some calculator stuff. We we released a flipping calculator back a month or two ago, and uh, it's been a real success. It's just a it was actually my formula, my Excel document that I used for years. We turned it into a web application, and uh, we got the buy and hold one coming out here pretty soon. So that's exciting. I'm super pumped. Wow. That's, ah. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's I've been actually using cool. it like because I have like you know the behind the scenes access as the developers making it. So I'm yeah. using it for like the projects that I'm, that I'm currently working. I'm trying to buy a fourplex right now, and I use it every single day. This calculator I created, and it's kind of cool. So. Yeah. Wow. That's 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 fantastic. Yeah, I definitely think people should go check that out because if you don't know the math or you're not sure what what should be calculated, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume this is gonna give you some indication of what you should be calculating. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It it yep. makes it so you don't forget things. That's my goal with it. 
Yeah, because forgetting things means you just probably lost money. Yep. <laughs> that <is laughs> and that's a, that's a good tweet right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I appreciate it, Brandon. I really do. Uh, you've been awesome. A lot of good information. I think people should go to Bigger Pockets and check you out. And for sure, uh, go to your uh, Twitter account, start following you, start listening to what you have to say. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Oh, awesome. Well, I appreciate it, too. Thank you very much. All right, Brandon. Thanks a lot, bud. Okay, that will do it for this episode. As always, you can find the show notes about everything we discussed in this episode at juststartrealestate.com forward slash Brandon Turner. Before we go today, I wanted to remind you to go to our sponsor at juststartrealestate.com forward slash rent prep. When you go there and enter the promo code juststart, you will receive their landlord form bundle for free. Also, when you use the promo code juststart, you will receive 10% off of all of their screening products. So go there today, check them out, and enter the promo code juststart. Please also be sure to sign up for my mailing list, and I will send you the top five resources I think every real estate investor should know about. Also, stay tuned for the upcoming announcement of my new coaching program. I'll only be able to take on a few students initially, and I will be telling you exactly how to apply in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited about this program. I know I'm going to be able to help a few people either launch their real estate investing business or take it to the next level in 2014. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 